0: You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Chuck Marone with Strong Towns. Welcome back to the Strong Towns Podcast. I am on vacation. I'm actually not on vacation right now. I'm leaving on vacation tomorrow, but when you listen to this, I am going to be on vacation. And uh, I just wanted to—I've I, I, had a lot of people ask me uh, two questions that are very related, and I thought I'm just going to take a couple minutes and answer them. Um, the first question is, how am I liking the new house? And you know, wh- what a, basically, like a related, like what have I gotten out of this move? And the second question is what's it like to be on the planning commission <laughs> um you know have you have you learned anything so let me let me tackle both of those because they're they're very very related For those of you that don't know I'll give you the uh the sixty second uh background uh My wife and I got married in nineteen ninety five uh the following year we bought five acres out in the middle of the woods and built a house um It was halfway between where we both worked. We both commuted in. Uh, I was an engineer. She's a news reporter. This fit with our lifestyle, our view of the world. Uh, we were like on cloud nine, right? This was this was perfect. Uh, it, it was many years later of, after doing engineering work, after doing planning work, uh, after starting like the early, early uh, things that led to the Strong Towns conversation that I started to question this decision, uh, started questioning it on, on multiple fronts. And I'll spare you like the decade or more of, uh, of back and forth. Uh, but it culminated in us finally, you know, being able to sell our house and move, uh, into the, the core neighborhood of the city. I, I actually lived in a different city, the city of East Gull Lake. Uh, it was uh, like tw- 12 miles from where I live now. Um, I now live in the core of Brainerd in actually the original plat of Brainerd. Um, You know, the first plat was the city of Brainerd. Uh, It had what now today is called North Brainerd uh, around a a square called Gregory Square. It's now Gregory Park. And uh, I live a block and a half off of that right in the old historic neighborhood. I live in a house that was built in 1914. And uh, we've been there about a year now. Uh, so the question that I get a lot is, is how's the move? How's the house? How you like it? How, how do you like being in the neighborhood? And let me tell you what I think we were afraid of when we moved or <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say we, I'm not going to, I'm not going to point at my wife. My wife is so amazing. I'm not going to uh, throw her under the bus here. I'll say we as a family, uh, I think some of the things we were worried about, you know, we had five acres in the middle of the woods. I grew up on a farm. I grew up on 80 acres the the original Marone homestead, homestead by my great great grandparents. Uh, I was used to living in the middle of nowhere. Uh, my wife grew up on a lake um, here, uh, north of Brainerd, and uh, you know they had on a lake. You don't have neighbors, obviously on the one side. You have a lake. Uh, there's a lot of solitude there. It's it's uh, it's very different than living in town. And so part of our apprehension was that are we gonna are we gonna like this? You know is it gonna be the loud? Are we going to have neighbors up in our business? Are we going to, you know, have, uh, are we going to have any privacy? Are we going to, are we going to actually enjoy this? Or is this something that we've just kind of nostalgized in the abstract, but once we make this move, we're, we're not going to like it. Uh, we love it. (laughs) And I have to say, we love everything about it. Um, we got our porch, uh, furniture early in the spring and, you know, we moved in in the middle last summer. It was kind of a hectic thing. Uh, we were still trying to sell the other house. So I was spending all this time over there getting that done. Uh, we really didn't get a chance to enjoy it until about the Christmas season when we got our, our furniture back from the old house. We got things moved in. We had everything put away. Uh, and, and we went through the winter and then got into the, the spring and got our porch. We, we bought porch furniture. And I got to tell you. I love sitting out on the porch. I love sitting on the porch. I work out there all the time. Uh, I get up in the morning and it's nice and cool. It's on the, uh, the West side of the house. So the sun's on the other side of the house. Uh, I, I, I sit out there and people walk by. I say, hi, uh, I work on my computer. I put a little classical music on my little stereo and, and, and sit out there. It, it is one of the most enjoyable things. Um, I love walking through the neighborhood. I, I'm I'm a little bit ashamed because when I started, uh, when we moved, um, I I would bike to the office. And then when winter came, my intent was to to bike. Uh, But, oh, my gosh, Um, the the streets were so like wretchedly maintained. uh, There was just no way I could bike. I mean, I I think had I bought like a really like a winter fat tire bike, but I, I, you know, I just didn't have the bling for that. And it was going to be hard to justify to the wife, too. Um, and I wound up not biking. Uh, I wound up not biking really all winter. Um, I, I might have a couple of times, but really not. Um, I, the thing that I'm embarrassed about is I didn't walk either. And it never occurred to me to walk. You know, I was most of the time I was bringing my kid to school, and then I would just come over here because the office is right next to this. You know, It's not very far from the school. Uh, the school's about a mile from our house. Um, I now this summer started walking to work, not biking. Sometimes I just walk. It is actually kind of, it's, it's not a nice walk in the sense that you got to cross a highway and I usually walk like along the train tracks to avoid, um, the, the nasty strode that you got to walk along. Um, you know, it's, 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 I'm, my office is in the railroad yard if you look at a map in Brainerd, you can see North Brainerd. I, I'm in the railroad yard uh, on the east side of town. It's, it's not exactly like designed for people to walk to, um, but you can do it and it's not that far. Um, you know, it's a little over a mile, which is an easy, easy walk. And that's going to be an easy walk even in like 10 below. This is not going to be a big deal. My kids are actually going to go to school this year, um, both of them out at the middle school, which is way, way, way out on the other side of town. It's actually right across from the the farm I grew up on, out in you know the middle of nowhere. Uh, They built this huge campus, so both my kids are going to go out there, and uh, my wife will take them on her way to work. So I will be here to be able to 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 walk to work, even when it snows out and it's cold. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, But I've we've loved living here. Uh, Today, just as an example. Uh, I'm home with the kids. I was working on the porch. We had a couple meetings, uh, you know, video conference calls, got done with one. The kids were a little restless and I said, all right, let's go. And, uh, everybody got their shoes on and we walked, um, you know, six blocks. We've been trying, uh, over the summer, um, different malt, uh, places, places where you can get malts. There's a bunch of different restaurants downtown and, and like a little chocolate shop and, and we've been trying them all. And there was one we hadn't tried. So we went and tried it today. Um, that's something that would have just been bizarre from our other house, like, like a 20 minute drive to get some ice cream. Now it's a, you know, 10 minute walk. It's fantastic. Uh, we, we have been doing so much biking, uh, bike over to the movies, bike over to get haircuts. Uh, you know, the girls have become really good urban bikers. Uh, Chloe, my oldest one hated it last year. She really wanted to bike on the trail. She really wanted to bike, you know, where, where there were no cars anywhere. Um, Stella took to it, my younger one, and her and I biked to school as, as long as we could last year. And, and then, you know, this spring started again and, uh, she, you know, she embraced it. Chloe this summer has started to embrace it too. And and she started to grasp the fact that, you know, at 12 years old, uh, she can't drive obviously. Um, but she can go places if she wants, uh, if she learns how to bike so all of a sudden now you know she is in a place where like her range has started to grow and she started to you know go see her friends go do things uh, all on her bike which is like this liberating moment she turns 13 here in a couple of weeks and uh, i'm really thrilled about about that for her um i uh, i mentioned uh, i think in the last podcast when i was talking about mountain dew uh that i have lost 10 pounds i actually lost a, a Some weight last fall, um, over the winter, uh, kind of gained a little bit of it back. That's the way things roll here in Minnesota sometimes. Um, but then this spring, you know, just got, you know, got back out, uh, really have not been driving hardly at all. And uh, with all the just kind of daily, you know, exercise, walking, Yeah, you know, I go grocery shopping on my bike. I mean, i ride over to the grocery store and, and pick some stuff up for dinner. There's a little um, farmer's market up the street, walk up. It it it, it really is just amazing. And, uh, you know, I found that the, the weight just, it's not like falling off me, but it's, you know, like slow. It's like a slow drip. I'm six feet tall uh i i in in like april i was 216 i'm now down to 206 i'd actually like to be like 185 so i got a ways to go um but you know anything under 200 is actually a pretty healthy weight for me uh i feel pretty good about that so you know moving in the right direction and doing it in a way that is you know pretty real, pretty sustainable. You know, you lose a couple of pounds a month. That's not uh, some like fad thing that you're not going to be able to keep up. Right. That's a, that's what a, that's what a different lifestyle does for you. Um, I want to tell you a, a couple cool things that I wasn't expecting when we moved here, uh, that have been a pleasant surprise. Um, the first of all, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we were not sure we would like living in town because we really have never had neighbors. Um, you know, obviously, I lived in a dorm in college, and when I went back to graduate school, we had a house. Uh, uh, we were in an eightplex, and we had the corner unit, um, which was like a you know, it was our separate two-bedroom you know house, uh, but it was attached to other people, and we, you know, we we had neighbors, but we didn't really get to know them very well. Uh, at our old house with five acres, we certainly had neighbors there, but they were the kind of neighbors where you know you drive by and wave if they're mowing their yard or something. You, you don't sit around and chat with them. All of a sudden we have neighbors and you know, for two people who are, my wife and I are both rather uh, like keep to ourselves kind of, you know, introverts in a way. Um, it's been very interesting uh, being in a neighborhood of people who invite you over, uh, stop by, um, you know, you just meet, uh, walk through the park Um. I I really enjoy it. And it's one of those things I've made the point before that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to live with my mother-in-law, even though she's a beautiful person, I I wouldn't want to live with her, but I think I would be a better person if I was forced to, right? You, You look at the way families used to live and you know, who wouldn't have wanted more privacy, right? Who wouldn't have wanted more room? Um, But yet family units, you people didn't have privacy. That that wasn't part of the deal. You know, we're not evolved uh, to be private type of people. We we may we may crave it. We may like it the same way we crave uh, sugars and salts. um, But we moderate that because uh, we know that, you know, that this is the way we're wired, but we have to resist that. I think in many ways we're wired for privacy, too. And, uh, living in town, living, you know, in a neighborhood with people, uh, kind of forces you outside of that. It forces you to not be able to, uh, you know, eat the, uh, eat the sugar of privacy in a sense all the time. You, you actually are forced to, uh, to interact with people. And and really we have some beautiful neighbors. These are wonderful people. I, I really feel like my life has been enriched by, uh, by getting to know them. And some of them, it's been a, you know, I, I've, I've had friends in the neighborhood when we moved here, I had, I had people that I knew, I think getting to know them better and hanging out with them, uh, and, 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 you know, really, uh, I think becoming closer friends has been gratifying, but there are also people who I don't, I don't really know. Um, there are people who I don't even know their name. I just know them now cause I see them. I wave to them. I walk by, we say, hi, we're part of a neighborhood together, um, and uh you know that has been that has been really wonderful too uh, the the other story i wanted to tell uh was just about going through the the winter i i have to say i love winter and I, I i don't think you could really live in minnesota and be a happy person unless you enjoyed winter i i like winter uh i like when the chill comes in the air uh i like when the first snow falls I like when the lakes freeze over and you get that good coat of ice. Um, I like winter sports I like cross country skiing I love skating I love sledding I, I love just be I-, I love the whole thing i I love coming home and uh, you know making dinner and then you know before my wife gets home, uh, starting a fire and having a, a nice fire going and uh, just sitting down at the table and and you know having it be dark early. Uh, and you're, you know, you're warm and safe in your house and have a good meal. I just, I I love, I love winter. I really do enjoy it. Um, living in this house in winter was even better than I thought. Uh, we used to drive into town. Um, so again, like, you know, 25 minutes each way. We used to drive in to go ice skating, um, yeah, you know, there's a there's an ice skating rink a block and a half from our house, and we would actually come into town to go to this ice skating rink. Um, there's a big, they have big lights and it lights up, and they play music and stuff. And and there's a little warming house, and and people would just you know be out there ice skating. Um, we walk over there all the time now. I mean, the kids get home from school, and it's like, wait, hey, let's go ice skating. And it, it's one of those things where before we had to plan it. We had to you know, say, OK, Thursday night, let's take the kids ice skating. And now it's it's the most spontaneous thing. It's it's like, uh, you know, it's like anything that you would do that is spontaneous, right? Like, um, let's go out to eat. Let's go out to eat at our old house was this massive undertaking that you actually had to like plan ahead. Now let's go out to eat is like, oh, I don't feel like making dinner. Well, hey, there's a place three blocks away. Uh, let's go do that. And it, 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 it has made that part of our life like way more spontaneous, but winter to just be able to walk up the street and go sledding, to be able to walk up the street and go ice skating, to have the girls like, you know, you know, how kids get a little cooped up and they get a little cranky with each other. And, and you just say, Hey, go grab your ice skates. Let's go. Um, it is, it is, it, it has made life so nice. There's one other little thing that happened during the winter that uh i i i wasn't i i wasn't quite prepared for, and I found to just be beautiful um it snows here uh sometimes we get a lot of snow uh i um you know I, I, I like winter I don't mind clearing snow there's something kind of fun about it, especially like early in the year uh sometimes it gets a little much when you get like a, a successive snowfalls um our snow here is not like say snow in Colorado where you just wait a couple of days and it melts. You know, when we get, when we get eight inches of snow or 12 inches of snow in, in November, that snow is going to be there till April. Right. So you gotta like move it out of the way. Um, that's an undertaking when you get like a lot of those in succession. And then when it gets really cold, sometimes it's, it's not as much fun, but, uh, you know, it would snow and we would get out and now we have a sidewalk. We have to shovel like that's the city rule, right? Like you have to shovel your sidewalk. And so, uh, it snowed once and I got up in the morning and I said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not like the earliest riser. I, I got up in the morning. It was probably like nine o'clock. And I said, I'm going to go out and shovel my sidewalk. I'm going to be a, a good neighbor. I'm going to, I'm going to get out there and do this. And when I got out there, my sidewalk was shoveled. Um, and not only was the sidewalk, you know, uh, parallel to my house shoveled, the one that people would walk when they're walking past my house, but the sidewalk perpendicular to my house was shoveled. Like it was shoveled up to my front steps. It was shoveled, shoveled. Like all the snow was cleared. Who the heck did this? I had, I had like no idea. A little while later, it snowed again. I come home from work and it snowed that morning. I'm like, I- I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I, I got to go. I got to go to work. When I get home, I'll-, I'll do the shoveling. Got home. Everything's already shoveled who the heck is doing this? Um, what I discovered was that people just shovel everybody's sidewalks. Like people just get out and, and, and it's almost like a race, like who can be the nicest neighbor and, and take care of everybody. And the funny thing is, is uh, at my old house, we had this, I had this huge driveway, it's 350 feet long. And I had a snowblower which, for those of you that don't know snow and snowblowers, it's its like a lawnmower type of machine that you walk behind. And instead of, like, mowing the grass, what it does is it, the, the, the the blades, like, face forward. They're not rotating really fast. They rotate kind of slow. They're big. They, they bring the snow in, and then it shoots up and out and blows it off to the side. Um, so I, had a, I actually have kind of like a big snowblower. Um, a snowblower. that I was actually thinking like, I'm going to get rid of this thing because I just have this little sidewalk now. I don't, I don't need this huge snowblower. I'm keeping the snowblower. I love it because you know what happened is like, I am now like the man in the neighborhood, right? Like I can get out there and I'm like the guy who can, if I get out early enough, I can take care of everybody's stuff. And not only can I do the sidewalks, like our whole stinking block, I can do like the entire sidewalk where everybody shares. I can do everybody's sidewalk. I can do everybody's driveway. Last year, we got five inches and the city plows our alley, but it's like the last thing they plow. And uh, the couple, you know, people, the, the couple that lives behind us and then the uh, the elderly woman that lived behind us, this was, a, they don't have real snow cars. Um, and so I could see like, the, you know, this is going to be, I snowblowed the stinking alley too. I'm like, Hey, uh, I can do this. Like uh, the alley was like, you know, a third of what, uh, I would have had to blow at the other house. When I snow the other house, it was an hour, right? Every time it snowed to get this thing cleared up. Um, I can go out in like 20 minutes, 25 minutes and do the entire block, do everybody and get it all done. And, uh, it's so much fun. What I discovered is that, you know, this isn't like one person out doing this. Everybody does this. Everybody in the block does this. They go out and, and they're trying to like, you know, beat everybody else to, uh, to get your neighbor's driveway snowplowed. It's such a beautiful thing because uh, th- these are really great people. And I, I love living among them. I, I love being part of this neighborhood. And I, I just, I'm very grateful for that because I wasn't expecting that part of it. Let me... um I've already went like 10 minutes longer than I thought I would. Let me uh, answer the question about the planning commission then, because I have long been a a critic of this city. Um, I, uh, you know, my, my earliest writing was really exploring the city of Brainerd and the things that were happening here. Um, And so, you know, I, I had a I I wrote a lot about the things that worked here and the things that didn't work here. and, you know, you, you can't do that in your own hometown without getting people really ticked off at you. You know, people get angry, people are upset. Um and, and you know, in their defense, um and I, I will say this in their defense, uh you know, I'm I'm especially in those early days, was not always the kindest of critic. You know, I, I was I was frustrated and ticked off. I had tried to for many years like work within the system and gotten nowhere. And so I was just like, fine, you know, I'm I'm done with you. I'm just gonna write, I'm just gonna air all the family's dirty laundry here, right? And it, you know, people took it personally. It really bothered them, and and I can understand that on a human level. And so I had volunteered to be on things before, and I had looked at, and I, I was never allowed to because I wasn't a resident of the city. I owned a business here, uh, I you know have a space here, um, but I wasn't a property owner. I wasn't a resident. And so I wasn't allowed to basically serve on anything. Um, Now I was. (laughs) So now I live here. And uh, at the beginning of the year, they had uh, three openings on the city's planning commission. Um, You know, not to brag or or puff myself up, but it's hard to imagine a more qualified candidate for a planning commission than me, actually. Um, You know, especially given the (laughs) demographics. the demographic here, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm playing commission material, you know? So, um, so I applied, uh, they had three applicants. So three applicants for three positions. Uh, those of you that are really old time podcast listeners, if you remember Justin, uh, my coworker back in the very early, early days of strong towns, he worked with me at the, uh, at the, the company that I ran and, uh, Lives in North Brainerd, lives in the neighborhood, is one of my neighbors uh, and still a very like dear friend. He uh, applied for the Planning Commission, too. So, I mean, it, it, another guy who's extremely well-qualified, right? Um, so the two of us and one other person applied for these three open positions. How could you not appoint us, right? Like, how could you not? Um, they did not want to. <laughs> and uh, I had to go sit for an interview. Uh I, I was told, and I don't, you know, I didn't get this firsthand. I got this secondhand. Um, I was told that there were, you know, a lot of people internally in the city who did not want me on, uh, you know, said, do not uh, appoint this guy. Um, but uh, ultimately they did. And I have uh, made it a goal or made a point of trying to proceed with this with a, a lot of humility. Um, I've tried to go in and, and kind of keep my mouth shut and learn, um, you know, how, uh, what don't I know about the city? What don't I understand? What am I not grasping? And, and I will say, um, I have learned things, you know, I, I, I feel like I have a better understanding of what's going on than I did six months ago. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I haven't become less of a critic. I've maybe just, uh. Kind of internalized some of those things and, and try to turn it more into uh, into uh, you know a, a more positive uh, narrative i mean i 'm on the planning commission now i 'm like part of the city bureaucracy i, I in a way uh, i I kind of have a responsibility now to make the system actually work instead of just critiquing it uh, that doesn 't mean i don 't have critiques and that doesn 't mean that i haven 't still been working uh, to try to bring about change um, but it's it 's less of a like um, you know, just pure critic kind of standpoint. And it's been fun. I've, I've liked it. Uh, I'm now, uh, you know, it's, it's August. I'm seven months, eight months in now uh, to doing this. Uh, I feel like I'm getting to the point where uh, I can speak my mind a little bit more and I have the respect of my colleagues. I've made it a a goal to, uh, to try to understand the, the staff and to try to be respectful of the fact that you know this is their job and and what they do, and when I have requests or we have critiques uh, i've tried to offer those you know in 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 closed company as opposed to to open company, just so we can kind of keep things moving ahead uh, this month uh, we We are starting a comprehensive planning process. Uh, those of you that have been here a while know i uh, not a huge fan of the standard comp planning process. I, I've seen some that I think have worked fairly well, uh, but the standard approach, not a big fan of. Uh, I was kind of getting the sense that maybe our approach would be one that I would not be a fan of. And uh, I, I raised some concerns and I got to tell you uh, the staff and uh, members of the city council and uh, you know, some of my colleagues on the planning commission uh, went out of their way to try to understand the concerns that I was raising and uh, we're going to go ahead and and I think change or add to some of the things we were going to do uh, to try to include some of the stuff that I suggested we include with the plan. Uh, we're making a sub group so there'll be like another um, essentially like a planning committee put together. And I was told this week, I I told people that I wanted to be on it. I was actually heard this week that I was put on that. I haven't got the official uh, feedback yet. Um, but, you know, we're slowly making change. Um, I, I, I actually look at this as uh, a very positive experience. I, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who would run for office, right? Like, people have suggested that i be mayor or uh, run for city council i i don't know if that's my role i i really i i don't feel like i'm would be a very good politician i i i feel like again uh, i i i have a uh, I, i'm there are times when people who are politicians are smart enough to uh keep their mouths shut and you know my wife has said many times like you're a really bad liar and it's not that I think politicians lie, um, but I, I almost feel compelled to like do the opposite, right? Like you ask me a question and I'm not going to, uh, I'm, I'm i I, have this compulsion to like, I'm not going to be cruel about it, but I'm not going to spare you like the, uh, the, just give you the happy story. And so I, I don't know as I would be a very good politician, um, but I kind of like this gig on the plan commission. I, I, I kind of think it suits me because it allows me to uh, share a certain level of expertise, uh, to be involved, to kind of nudge things in a certain way. Um, and I'm I'm getting uh, a little bit better. I think. Yeah, I was on the plan commission in Isco Lake, uh, the city that I lived in before. Uh, I was there uh, ninety six to two thousand, and uh, actually leaving that plan commission and going to. Uh, be a contractor for the city doing their planning work was how I started my own planning firm. Uh, they had their city planner leave. Uh, they asked me if I would do it temporarily for a couple months. It actually went so well. They asked me, they, they asked me to stick around for a year. I wound up working for other cities then. And, and the next thing I knew I had my own consulting firm. Um, so I was on that planning commission. I've obviously worked for planning commissions for a long time, but it's been a while And and certainly not in a city like this where I've actually been on the board. It's been fun. And uh, I've enjoyed it. And I I can see having come in with my guns, you know, holstered. Not guns a-blazing, but with the guns holstered. And with uh, my ears open. And to, you know, an extent, my heart open. Uh, to, uh, to, to and to understand things that maybe I didn't. Um, I think I've maybe not made as much progress as I hope, but I feel like I've built a, a better foundation for making progress. So if that's something, you know, I'll, I'll, I've had people say, you know, Chuck, tell us what's going on. Tell us about, you know, I, I think they're asking, like, tell us when you went in and like cracked heads, tell me when you walked in and tell them like how things should be done. Let me tell you, it, 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 in your hometown, like it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, <laughs> nobody here thinks I'm very special. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where like, uh, okay, let me tell you a, a, a funny side story. Then we we be done, uh, my, I have a niece. Um, I have many nieces, but I have one niece. She's also my godchild. uh, very special kid. Um, but she's like, she's like a savant. My, my one brother is just brilliant. Um, he, uh, he, he's one of these guys who, when he was a little kid, like, you know, would take the radio apart and then rebuild it. And nobody ever told him how he just like sat down and did it. This is, you know, he's, he's like a genius that way. And his daughter is kind of the same way. You know, she's like seven or eight years old. And I saw, uh, once, um, she had commented on some app at the, like the Google app store. Uh, and it was like clearly her. And I'm like, how in the world this kid like did this? Like, what did she do? And, and you know, this, this, she's kind of like one of these savant kids. She's just like a little genius. She, um, she thinks I am a, uh, what did my, what did my sister-in-law say? She thinks I'm famous and she thinks I'm famous because, you know, when you do a Google search for me, uh, or when you go to YouTube and search for me, you know, there's a whole ton of stuff. Like she can search for her dad her dad's not on there at all. Her dad's not even on Facebook or Twitter. Like he doesn't show up. He's, he is, he is a black hole on the internet, right? Um, you can search for her grandparents or her aunt's uh, search for everybody. Like, you know, there's a little bit, you search for me, all this stuff shows up. So in her world, you know, (laughs) my uncle is famous, right? And the funny thing about that is, you know, she'll come over to the house and be like, Oh, there's, there's uncle Chuck, you know, uncle Chuck is famous. Um, My daughters will be like, you know, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? It's just dad. He's a dork. Um, when you go to the planning commission meeting here in your hometown, nobody cares that, you know, you go to the other side of the earth to talk to people about their city. Nobody cares that, you know, tens of thousands of people listen to this podcast. Nobody cares that a million people are reading the stuff that uh, I write and others write on this site. Nobody cares if they if they understood any of that, they probably wouldn't care anyway, right? That's not the way individual, like, personal relationships work. And, uh, you know, my niece lives quite a ways. I see her maybe once every four or five months. I can guarantee you that if she lived up the street and I saw her, you know, every other day or once a week or, you know, she wouldn't care either, right? Like, you wouldn't. So... I, I don't want to disappoint everybody, but you don't just get to show up for a meeting. And because someone somewhere thinks you're important, that someone here will think you're important It like, it doesn't work that way. You still have to do the hard work of creating relationships, uh, listening, building your own kind of, you know, credibility. And, you know, I, I, I'm doing that hard work. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it pays off and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, over time, uh, I can make a difference here, but um, it's not been a matter of like showing up and saying, you know, hey, here's my resume. Everybody genuflect because they just, you know, give you the finger and like shut up and sit down, man. We're, we're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> Nobody does that in Minnesota. We're all nice to each other. Um, just kidding. Sometimes they do. Uh, that's it for the night. You, you guys take care. Uh, I'm going to be back from vacation soon. And, uh, you know, I don't know when this is running. Uh, it will probably run, um, towards the end of my vacation. So I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at. Uh, I'm in Washington DC. Uh, I'm actually in Brainerd right now. Of course, I'm going to be in Washington DC. Uh, we gave our, our daughters, uh, you know, we decide these things often as a family, we sat down and said, here's a, a handful of places you might want to go. And they chose Washington, DC. Uh, my oldest has a few things that she really wants to see my youngest. They did a unit on Washington, DC at school. Their teacher actually went out there on spring break and brought back a bunch of pictures. And then they did a unit. Um, she did a report on the library of Congress. So she's really excited to bring us there and show us the library of Congress. Um, I am, uh, shutting off my phone, shutting off my computer. I'm going to try to be out of touch. I'm not doing any business meetings. I'm just going to try to spend a week reading books, uh, spending time with my family and enjoying some nice, uh, time together, some nice meals together and, uh, and, and getting ready to come back and hit this hard again. Um, so Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, everybody out there, take care. Keep doing what you can to build Strong Towns. We need your help. If you think the Strong Towns message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. they know that america's one big pothole right now bill 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 that's a start chuck marone this has been fascinating oh, City! i like you i like your vision of the of the world